Hello, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of Insider Twins Podcast with me, Lauren Snyder. Holy heck, I don't know how it's already 2024. Crazy how fast last year flew on by. But today we are kicking off the new year with a super fun episode. I decided, you know what, with all the stress of the new year, you know, you want to feel motivated and inspired and all that kind of stuff. I thought we would kick off this year with a lighthearted episode about my ins and outs for 2024. This was a fun trend that I saw going around on TikTok and Instagram, and I hopped on it. I did a little TikTok of my complete list of ins and outs. So I'll only share a few of my highlighted ones today because I shared my entire list over on my TikTok. So if you're very curious about my personal opinions, you can go check them out on my TikTok. I'll leave it linked down below for you guys. But we'll jump into today's episode, starting with my list of ins for this year ahead. I'm actually going to start with this in first in particular because it goes hand in hand with one of my big goals this year, which is rest and not just rest itself, but rest in a variety of different ways in terms of my career and having my work-life balance, but also rest at night. And my in is eight hours of sleep and focusing on this and making it a priority because I'm telling you, I'm a new human when I get eight hours of sleep a night. And honestly, I just think the focus of rest is going to be a huge wellness trend this year. I don't even know if you would consider it a trend because it's truly just a part of a lifestyle. But looking at last year, I feel like low impact and Pilates type of workouts were a huge focus. And we're really leaning into that softer, slower lifestyle, which is one of my overarching goals this year, is to really just focus on those smaller habits and daily things throughout my routine that make me feel so good and so recharged and just less stressed and less anxious and not that I'm running on E or running on these high cortisol levels day to day. I just want to feel recharged and rejuvenated the moment I wake up in the morning and when I rest my head to go to sleep at night. That's how I want to feel. So getting those solid eight hours of sleep at night will really, really help with that. Following that, having slow intentional mornings Oh my gosh, this has been in for me for the last few months, but ever since I started having slow mornings where I would journal and read and plan out my day and just have that hour to myself, wow, that really set the tone for the day. Honestly, in just the most relaxed, positive headspace as well. I do not like waking up feeling stressed or anxious or rushed to go out the door for a workout class or a meeting or rushed to hop on a Zoom call. If that's how you feel right now, I challenge you to get up a little bit earlier and structure your day so that you can have that time in the morning to spend time with yourself and enjoy your coffee and enjoy whatever it is you like to do in the morning. Maybe you do some stretching or yoga, watch a little bit of your favorite Netflix show in the morning while you drink your coffee or tea or whatever you have. But seriously, that creates the most peaceful day. I'm not feeling like I'm running on E or running on high cortisol levels throughout the day like I just feel so well balanced and I'm so happy I started doing that because when I was in college, I used to wake up moments before I had to leave for my first class of the day. And when you wake up 15 minutes before you have to leave for out the door or 20 minutes before your first Zoom call of the day, you're waking up in a stressful state of mind and you're going to carry that throughout your day. It's really hard to get rid of that mindset and get rid of that energy. So when you set yourself up with very positive and slow intentional energy to start the day, you're way more likely to carry that on throughout your day and just feel a lot less stressed. And that's what I'm all about. That's really what I also want to focus this year on is just having that slower lifestyle. And there are so many ways that you can find intentional time in your day to have those things that 
fuel you and make you feel good. And the morning is definitely a crucial time to do that because you have just been sleeping for the last few hours. And now this is the time to take time for those slow intentional habits. Ooh, this next one is one of my favorites. It's definitely a little bit challenging and nerve wracking, but it is so much fun and it's solo dates. This is going to be the year of prioritizing you. If you are single or maybe you're even in a relationship, still do this. Take yourself out to your favorite restaurant. Take yourself out to dinner or lunch. Or if that sounds a little too intimidating, you can start small. Take yourself to your favorite coffee shop. Go on a little solo date and treat yourself. I always go to coffee shops by myself typically, but going out to lunch or dinner by myself, that unlocks a level of self-confidence that you may not know you even had. I've actually done this twice in my life. Yes, I can count on one hand. So hopefully by the end of this year, um, we can add to that because we're going to make it a priority. That's why it's on my ins list because we love a solo date moment. So maybe you moved somewhere new or you're moving to a new city sometime soon. This is a great way to get out of your comfort zone, meet new people in the area, or you could just do it in your hometown and take yourself to one of your favorite restaurants. Do not fear what other people will think. That is on one of my outs this year. It's just not give a shit about what other people think. As long as you are comfortable and confident about what you're doing and where you're at, that's all that matters. But just taking those times to enjoy yourself and have those solo dates it's so rejuvenating. A solo date could even just be going to the beach and going for a beach walk or going shopping at the mall by yourself. Little things like that have honestly helped me become like a very independent and self-sufficient person because I've challenged myself to do these solo dates alone. But things like going to dinner or going to lunch are moments that I've had very sparingly with myself. So this is going to be the year of taking myself on more solo dates, specifically like lunch or dinner dates. And who knows? Who knows what will happen? But I'll keep you guys updated. Next up on my ends list is styling my hair. And I added this one because I have very long and thick, beautiful hair. It's like the number one thing that people notice about me. And I love my hair. But I'm always throwing it in a low bun, a top knot, a braid, a ponytail. Rarely ever am I putting time and effort into styling it. And I know that if I did, I would absolutely love how it would look super voluminous and just such like a pretty blowout style. And it would help me feel super confident as well. I think when I'm having like a bad hair day or a bad makeup day, like most of us, I just feel like down in the dumps. And I was just like looking into this year. And as I was setting some of my goals, I'm like, what do I do when I feel like the most confident self? Like, what do I look like? What am I wearing? How am I acting? And I always notice that when I have my hair curled and I do my makeup how I like it, I really feel 110% better. And I want to start styling my hair with the Shark Flex style. I actually got that for Christmas this year, mostly as a way to inspire me to really feel motivated to do my hair and take the time and effort to do so. I know it's going to take a learning curve to get to learn how to use that, but I just want to start having more fun with it and stop doing the same old hairstyles every single time. And I feel like everyone and their mother is on a hair health journey right now. That's one of the most asked questions I get is how I maintain my hair and what my hair care routine is. And to be completely transparent, I really don't have a particular hair care routine. I really just use whatever. I do not use a lot of heat on my hair by no means. So that has also really helped. A lot of it is genetic. Everyone in my family has very thick hair, 
but mine grows like a weed. Like my hair grows so, so, so fast. So I do need to get it cut. And I think once I get a haircut soon, hopefully within the next couple of weeks, I really want that like Jennifer Aniston style 70s blowout kind of cut where it has like long layers and just looks very voluminous and just has like a lot of movement right now my hair has like no movement so once i get a haircut i will definitely be very motivated to try out different hairstyles and play around with my shark but right now that's just one of my ins because i am so blessed to have such beautiful hair but i don't really take advantage of it so i want to start embracing it and trying some new things on the topic of hair headbands are also on my ins list this year I don't even know if these are trendy. I will single-handedly attempt to make them a trend. I love them. They're so comfortable. Just like those cotton stretchy headbands. I think you can get them on Amazon for like $5. I got mine at Target for like $6 and I love them. I wear them nearly every single day, not only for my workout classes, but I have one in my hair right now. I'm just wearing some sweats and a t-shirt. So cute. I love them. Last up for the ends list is weightlifting in the gym. And this one I know can be very intimidating, especially as women. I feel we get a little nervous when we hear the word lifting weights and we associate heavy weights and strength training with big muscles, but that is not the case. In order to build that physique and have those big, strong muscles, you have to also be incorporating that with like macros and protein intake and really focusing on your diet to reach that physique. But if you want to just build strength and honestly build your overall confidence in your strength and doing all of that, weight training is a great option because I feel so recharged after my workouts when I strength train rather than when I do HIIT classes. That's why I don't go to Orange Theory classes every single day or four times a week because I'm tired after those workouts. So much cardio, so much jumping, so much strength training all within those 60 minutes and taking the time to just focus on strength training and lifting heavy weights and challenging myself and not focusing on how many repetitions I can get, but how heavy can I make a couple repetitions and how strong can I be? Um, that has really changed my mindset, honestly, with fitness overall and has helped me become stronger in the gym and overall more confident in the gym. And above all, why it's a huge in for me within this next year as well is because it helped me just have a better relationship with fitness overall. So moral of the story, do not be scared to lift heavy weights in the gym. You can achieve lean muscles by lifting heavy weights too. You don't have to just be doing five pound exercises or going to solid core classes and doing reformer Pilates every single day. Like you can achieve that physique without just solely doing Pilates. Now we'll shift gears and go through my outs list for 2024. Honestly, I'm going to kick it off strong with what might be a little bit controversial, but this has been on my mind for honestly the last year, and I really think 2024, it might make its way out, and it is aesthetic Instagram, maybe even Instagram altogether. I've been seeing a lot of TikToks that also agree with my sense on Instagram. I don't know what it is. It is just way too serious all of a sudden, and I miss the chillness and raw part of Instagram. It has just become a little too much of like a curated aesthetic platform. And I do not love that because I compare my life to what I see on Instagram. And I know that Instagram is like the most highlighted highlight reel ever, but it's just so hard to not subconsciously compare what you see. I feel like everyone posts their successes and their wins on Instagram. And it's almost like 
a brag board of everything you do and everything that you've done. And I don't like that. Like it is just not very comfortable. And I also have this weird underlying anxiety every time I post like an Instagram story. You cannot catch me talking on my Instagram stories. I wish I could do that. I wish I had the comfort with Instagram to just pop my phone up and show my outfit being like, hey guys, this is what I'm wearing to my workout today. Or, oh my gosh, you guys, I woke up so late today. I'm like not really feeling in the mood to do anything today. And just like rant to my Instagram story, like I would a private Snapchat story. I could obviously just like make a whole new Instagram, but that's just so much work to do. And honestly, I really don't find it to be that effective. I just, it's a personal mental battle that I need to get over, which is not even that serious. But I think collectively, we all agree that Instagram feels very serious. It honestly feels like a business meeting. You know what I mean? Like, I can't post this because people would be like, what the hell? So collectively, we all have to make that shift. But it's like, who's going to take on the role of doing so? You know what I mean? Because it can't be me. Like Emma Chamberlain really caved the way for chill, relaxing YouTube vlogs. And everyone started to follow suit. So we need someone on Instagram to have that Emma Chamberlain moment, and then the rest of the crowd will follow. On the topic of worrying about what other people think, overthinking everything is going to be a major out for me this year. I'm the queen of overthinking, and it just takes way too much of a toll on my life. And honestly, no one freaking cares. Nobody cares. Like at the end of the day, everyone is thinking about themselves. We are selfish beings. We are not giving two thoughts about what that other person did or said or posted. We just care about other people's perceptions of ourselves. And I want to stop doing that. I want to stop overthinking that or how I'm being perceived because that just inhibits nearly every area of my life. And especially my job, when I just overthink how I'm being perceived by people or a group of people, it puts a creative like block on me and also just puts me into a spiral and a mental rut that I don't need to be in. And as long as I just show up as myself and I'm authentically who I am, the right people will stick around. And I remind myself that anything people say or do is because of jealousy 90% of the time. No matter who you are, people are always going to say shitty things about you or have some negative comment to say about something you're doing or an idea or thought that you have because it's out of jealousy. So do not overthink the idea you have or something you want to execute because fear of what other people will think. Everyone is just thinking about themselves anyways. And this is a little pep talk to me too because I really need to work at it. And I want to start listening to more podcasts and reading more books that can help me switch that mindset and kind of have a mind shift of not worrying so much about what other people think and the art of overthinking because overthinking is ugly and it can just send your mind into places that aren't healthy. So not overthinking is going to be a huge thing that's out for 2024. This next out is huge for me this year and it is overconsumption and overspending. We live in a world where we can get things at our door within 24 hours, which can definitely lead to overspending. We can get things within seconds that we see on Instagram and TikTok. We're inundated with ads like across our social media with not only paid ads, but you see influencers promoting things, that cool new aesthetic thing, Stanley cups, um, sanitizers, like 
lip glosses. There were a million things I feel like this year that were trending and people would buy like a million different versions of that one thing just in different colors or different shapes or sizes. And it's just so much stuff, so much overconsumption. Or you see things on Amazon that you don't necessarily need, but you're like, oh, that'd be nice to have. So really focusing on what do I need in this moment rather than, oh, that would be nice to have. So instead of um, just wants, more of those needs and essential items. So I've created a budget for myself, which I talk a lot about in some YouTube videos. So I can link my YouTube channel down below for you guys. Yeah, focusing just on spending my money in a more mindful way and not just buying things because it's trendy, which is another one of my outs this year. Really focusing on that will not only help me out mentally because I feel like when I don't have a lot of ish in my apartment and my apartment is very clean and organized and not cluttered with stuff, I feel a lot mentally clear in my environment. But also it's going to help me out so much financially because I'm not buying things that I do not need. Living less like consumer based. This next out for me is pretty niche just because I do have the flexibility and privilege to make my own work day and really schedule my work how I want to throughout the week. But it is working past 6 p.m. That is what I currently do right now. I will work until midnight if I want to or have the energy to. And it really has caused me to feel a, a sense of burnout throughout the year and also just not prioritize my wellness routine and my habits that truly make me feel good each and every single day. Okay. The next out is maybe a little, okay. The next out is more so the next out might be a little more niche to me, but if you are a business owner or you work for yourself, it can be really hard to set those work boundaries and establish a healthy work-life balance. And right now, I really don't have a good one. I prioritize work a lot because, as I was saying earlier, I love what I do and it's so much fun for me. It's very creative. And as a creative person, my mind is almost always on work mode. I will work past 6 p.m. all of the time. And I really want to come up with a structured work routine to where I start work around like 10 and I work until around 6. And I'm not working until the late hours of the night. And I definitely prioritize work a lot because I love what I do and it's so much fun for me to create content, but it is to not work past 6 p.m. because right now I do not have the best work-life balance. I definitely prioritize work a lot because it's what I absolutely love to do and it's so much fun for me, but I really want to use the weekends as time for me to recharge and just really enjoy the time with my friends and not have my head in the mindset of work all the time. I feel like it's 90% work and then 10% life. And it's hard because I do film my life. So essentially a day in my life is me also working and bringing you guys through that. But I want to intentionally take time on the weekends to not think about creating content or feel the pressure to create content. And I know there's no pressure for me to do it, but I put the pressure on myself and I typically start my work day around like 10 to 10.30. It honestly depends when I finish up my workout in the morning, but I'll get straight away to work and typically work until 8 p.m. Um, obviously, I'll like take breaks in between and I'll be doing other things, but I really just want to figure out a schedule and a structure that works well for me so that I can have more of a well-balanced life with my work. So maybe some days I'll focus on just editing and really have that strict nine to five schedule so that I can shut work off and be done 
by 6 p.m. or just finding a routine to where I'm not feeling so busy all the time and just having that quiet time to unwind at the end of the night and shut my computer off without feeling the need that I still have five other things that I have to do. So I'm really going to work out that this year. Um, Focusing on that I think will be huge, but all in all, the out is going to be overworking myself and just working too late into the night. And then lastly, to wrap it up, the final out is caffeine overload. I'm a girl who loves her cold brew in the morning. I swear it's what gets me up out of bed. It's my favorite part of my morning routine, but I also love a nice crisp Celsius, that carbonation in an Alani. Like I love my Alani and Celsius, but do I need to be having that at 4 p.m. in the afternoon? Absolutely not. That's like caffeine overload. And I'm telling you, I don't know what came over me within the last three months, but I've realized when I do have a Celsius or an Alani in the middle of my day, my heart is like beating out of my chest, like to the point where I am feeling anxiety at an all-time high. So I think I've gotten really, really sensitive to caffeine and it just makes me spiral in this weird sense of, I feel like I'm doing a million things, but also nothing all at once. So we are done with the whole sense of caffeine overload. And if I have caffeine at 4 p.m., it's going to interrupt my eight hours of sleep at night and just screw up my entire night routine. So instead of that, we're going to focus and flip the switch to work on the night routine and those solid eight hours of sleep. Because if I'm getting eight hours of sleep at night, there is no reason for me to overload myself with caffeine or feel the sense and urge to have a second cup of coffee or, you know, an Alani or Celsius in the middle of the day. Like, we can forego that. So sticking with my cold brew in the morning, leaving that that. Yes, a crisp Celsius is good once in a while, but that's if I don't have my cold brew. So being extra cautious to not overload myself with caffeine this year. But yeah, that pretty much sums up all of my ins and outs for this year. I'm curious to know what your ins and outs are for 2024. Shoot me a DM on Instagram. We can chat. But thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. Definitely make sure to download and subscribe to the show if you haven't already. I love you all so much and I'll chat with you all next week. Bye guys.